What's your name, sir? Of what condition are you? And of what place? Uh, I am a knight, sir, and my name is Colville of the Dale. Well then, Colville is your name, a knight is your degree, and your place, the Dale. Colville shall still be your name, a traitor, your degree, and the dungeon, your place. A place deep enough so shall you be still, Colville of the Dale. Are not you Sir John Falstaff? As good a man as he, sir, where I am. Do ye yield, sir, or shall I sweat for you? If I do sweat, they are the drops of thy lovers, and they weep for thy death. Therefore, rouse up fear and trembling, and do observance to my mercy. I think you are, Sir John Falstaff, and uh, in that thought, yield me. I have a whole school of tongues in this belly of mine, and not a tongue of them all speaks any other word but my name. And I had but a belly of any indifferency. I was simply the most active fellow in Europe. Oh, my womb, my womb. My woman does me. Oh, here comes our general. The heat is past. Follow no further now. Call in the powers, good cousin Westmoreland. Now, Falstaff, where have you been all this while? When everything is ended, then you come. These tardy tricks of yours will on my life one time or other break some gallows back. I would be sorry, my lord, but it should be thus. I never knew yet, but rebuke and check was the reward of valor. Do you think me a swallow, an arrow, or a bullet? Have I, in my poor and old motion, the expedition of thought? I have speeded hither with the very extremest inch of possibility. I have found nine score and odd posts, and here, travel tainted as I am, have in my pure and immaculate valor taken Sir John Coville of the Dale, a most furious knight and valorous enemy. But what of that? He saw me and yielded. But I may justly say with the hook-nosed fellow of Rome, I came, saw, and overcame. It was more of his courtesy than your deserving. I know not. Here he is, and here I yield him. And I beseech your grace, let it be booked with the rest of this day's deeds, or, by the Lord, I will have it in a particular ballad else, with mine own picture on the top of it, kissing my foot. To the which course, if I be enforced, if you do not all show like guilt two pences to me, and I, in the clear sky of fame, o'ershine you as much as the full moon doth the cinders of the element, which show like pins' heads to her. Believe not the word of the noble. Therefore, let me have right, and let 
desert mount. Thine's too heavy to mount. Let it shine, then. Thine's too thick to shine. Let it do something, my good lord. That may do me good. Call it what you will. Is thy name Coville? It is, my lord. A famous rebel art thou, Coville. And a famous true subject to I am, my lord, but as my betters are, uh, that led me hither, had they been ruled by me, you, you should have won them dearer than you have. I know not how they sold themselves, but thou, like a kind fellow, gavest thyself away gratis. I thank thee for these. Now, have you left pursuit? Retreat is made and execution stayed. Send Coville with his confederates to York to present execution. Blunt, lead him hence, and see you guard him sure. And now dispatch we toward the court, my lords. I hear the king, my father, is sore sick. Our news shall go before us to his majesty, which, cousin, you shall bear to comfort him, and we with sober speed will follow you. My lord, I beseech you, give me leave to go through Gloucestershire. And when you come to court, stand, my good lord, in your good report. Fare you well, Falstaff. I, in my conditions, shall better speak of you than you deserve. I would you had the wit to a better than your dukedom. Good faith, this same young sober-blooded boy doth not love me, nor a man cannot make him laugh. But that's no marvel. He drinks no wine. There's never none of these demure boys come to any proof, for thin drink doth so overcool their blood and making many fish meals that they fall into a kind of male green sickness. And then when they marry, they get wenches. <laughs> they are generally fools and cowards, which some of us should be too, but for inflammation. A good sherry sack hath a twofold operation in it. It ascends me into the brain, dries me there all the foolish and dull and cruddy vapors which environ it, makes it apprehensive, quick, fugitive, full of nimble, fiery, and delectable shape, which delivered all to the voice, the tongue, which is the birth, becomes excellent wit. <laughs> the second property of your excellent sherries is the warming of the blood, which before, cold and settled, left the liver white and pale, which is the bag of pusillanimity and cowardice, but the sherries warms it makes it course through the inwards to the parts extreme. It illumineth the face, which as a beacon gives warning to all the rest of this little kingdom. Man to arm, and then the vital commoners and inland petty spirits muster me all to their captain, the heart, who, great and puffed up with his retinue, doth any deed of courage. And this valor comes of sherries. So that skill in the weapon is nothing without sack, for that sets it to work 
and learning, a mere hoard of gold kept by a devil, till Sack commences it and sets it in act and use. <laughs> Hereof comes it that Prince Harry is valiant, for the cold blood he did naturally inherit of his father, he hath like lean, sterile, and bare land, manured, husband, and tilled with excellent endeavor of drinking good and good stores of fertile sherries, that he has become very hot and valiant. If I had a thousand sons, the first human principle I would teach should be to forswear thin potations and to addict themselves to sack. <laughs> How now, Bardolph? The army is discharged it all and gone. Let them go. I'll to Gloucestershire. And there will I visit Master Robert Shallow Esquire. I have him already tempering between my finger and my thumb. And shortly will I seal with him. Come away. <laughs>